Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Dr. Hugh. Let's catch a buzz. I think that's a good idea. Although I'm thinking that maybe we have to change the intro from this week's to just this episode. I mean... I, I can't do it. it it's, yeah. it's like muscle memory. Even though every time, even while I'm saying it, it's like, you liar. It's not just this week. Yeah, I feel like it's false advertising. It's been false advertising from day one. We've always said this week. Um, and that, that's blatantly stolen from Tell Him Steve Dave. Like yeah. that's, that's how Bry starts every show, and I, I, I adopted that, and I can't let it go, even though it should be, hello, welcome to this bi-weekly episode, if we're lucky, you know. <laughs> So, so you stole it from uh, TESD, like most of most, our format. Most of what I do, yeah, is stolen from them. <laughs> Including the t-shirt you're wearing. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I'm wearing my Army Ant t-shirt. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, we, we made that clear to Bry when, when we hung out with him, is that I have stolen, like, everything from them. Like, that's... He knows he was my uh, my podcast role model. And while I'm sure that they don't care, um, I certainly hope that doesn't hurt us someday. What, when someone says, hey, these guys seem like they have talent, but they're not very original. <laughs> right. <laughs> as soon as we start taking like all of their games and everything and literally adapt the entire show. Yeah, yeah. basically. Okay, so what are we starting with? Like, well, you, you are you are the Beermeister Supreme over here. So, Well, I'm going to say let's let's start. We'll, we'll go with what we know might be iffy and move our way up to what's good. That way we can end things on a high note. Okay, so th- is there one that we, we know will be good? Because I know when I was picking these ones out, I was just literally grabbing shit like a monkey. Just well, I can tell you that this is definitely good, so okay. let's start here. Now, what, what I have here, Paul... Uh, Hopefully is a bottle opener to begin yes, with. Yes, this is a bottle opener that has... The Dark Knight on it. Uh, yeah. Outstanding. Batman on it. Um, oh, we got to get the sound. That really didn't come through, did it? No. You have uh, two more tries. Well, one more try, technically. Yeah. The other one's a Now, kid. this is something a little different. Uh, I have been playing around with, you know, my, my beer making. And yeah. uh, I went back. I made a stout. Because after the last one, the raspberry uh, nut brown ale that I was going to make, did yeah. I ever bring that for you to try? I don't think so. Okay. Y- you're, you're lucky. It did not come <laughs> out well. Um, the, the raspberry flavor was overpowering and mixed with the breadiness of the nut brown ale. It basically tasted like a hot dog with ketchup, but carbonated. I, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Well, I'm I not still, lie. I still have a couple bottles. I was going to sell her a, a few, and uh, I can always bring one over. But um, so I, I went back to stout because you know stout is always you know what I like best, and uh, didn't do much with this except when I was making my priming sugar, put a little vanilla in there. Now mm. I think I might have put a little too much because. Now that I've told you vanilla, you might you if you take a second, you'll be able to taste the vanilla. The funny thing is, though, when I first cracked this open and took my first sip, it totally came across as coconut. And with the chocolateiness mm. of the stout, it was chocolate coconut. It was a freaking mounds bar. Is that what you're calling this as a chocolate coconut stout? I, I don't know what I'm calling. I, dude, I, I, don't, wait, I have to write something up. I mean, you there's can, only you so can, many like diseases I can use. <laughs> you can do that if you want. Uh, but this is actually really good. Um, like I said, I think I'll, I'll back off a bit on the vanilla next time. I, I wasn't expecting that. It was one of those, I'm, I'm brewing and I'm like, oh hell, I'm just going to try this. You know, it wasn't something I thought about ahead of time or did any research on. Gotcha. Basically, it was a happy accident. Now, going forward from here, I have uh, an IPA in my bucket and I have another one. Um, ready to go as soon as the bucket's empty. Uh, the IPA, I'm going to be splitting both of those batches. I'm going to be, well, I mean, depending on how the first one goes, maybe I'll do it differently. But my plan is to take the five gallons, do two and a half straight IPA because mm-hmm. it's a good summer beer. The other two and a half, the first batch is going to be watermelon IPA. The second one's going to be a peach IPA. My idea, which I actually got from Lana, was that she said, you know, you should make IPAs. I like those. And I'm like, I kind of only like IPAs. I like them, but not a lot. But I'm like, everything's grapefruit. It's grapefruit this, grapefruit that. Orange this, but it still has grapefruit flavor. I'm like, what if you paired non-citrus fruits or fruits you don't usually get in IPAs with IPAs? So that's what I want to try out. I'm trying extract first. I just got some uh, some bottles of flavoring. Um, if that works, I may try real fruit in my next two batches. Although I don't think you can actually do that with watermelon. I think you kind of have to use extract, okay. but you definitely could use peach. Interesting. Uh, and and but after that, I, what I really want to try is a blackberry IPA because Ooh. I think that would be an incredible combination. Um, I'm betting it would because I tried um, a blackberry, black cherry. I'm sorry, no, completely different thing. Yeah, nice try, Paul. Sorry, I I heard you know black and I immediately went for it. Um, but anyway. This sounds like my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we ready to try this? Yeah, go ahead. Hold it right there. What? Told you I had something a little bit different I wanted to do for yes, this. Yes, you did. So, but I saw it at the store, and I was like, oh, we definitely have to try this for for our beer bastards, because okay. it sort of kind of fits into it. What? I have Jelly Belly Draft Beer Flavored Jelly Beans. Probably shouldn't have dropped that on the table. That's going to come through as a huge pop on the mics. I'm okay with it. I might, wow. because we were kind of iffy quiet on that, so I might be able to pull that. Draft beer flavored jelly beans? Yes. I'm both interested and terrified at the same time. Yeah. Welcome to my world. All right. I guess we should try these before we uh, jump into the beer. Yes. And that's why I purposely did the dramatic stop right there. I almost feel like I need to drop Holy it. Holy cow. It is like super, super strong. Is it? See, I haven't yeah, opened Smell it. Okay. Smell it. Holy Gotta cow. Gotta get the sniff test. Wow, that does... Wow. Yeah. I'm concerned. I'm gonna go two, just to make sure you get some good flavor. I also have two. Okay, let's do it. These are probably the only four that will be eaten out of this bag. Okay. Chewy like a jelly bit. It's sweet. And bready. It's the, like a brief hit, and then it just goes sweet. That's what I was gonna say. The first bite of it you get like stale beer 
And um, then thankfully it goes to nothing. <sighs> um, we still don't have a rating system for this, but it would be pretty low. It would be like, um, how would I rate this? Um, Maybe right below, right above, you know, decaying body and right below cow shit. That sounds about accurate. That was fucking awful, Paul. I can't believe you did that to me. I thought we were friends. (laughs) And this is what I do to my friends. Oh, my God. Um, I would like to note that it does say that there is no alcohol in it. It says they're alcohol. jelly bean. Of course there isn't. Um, but Madison has been very curious. She was with me when I bought these. Oh, definitely let her. So try I'm going to make her try it. So she'll probably never drink again, which will be perfect. All right. So on to something better. Oh, let's God. let's try your uh, chocolate coconut vanilla stout. Okay. Well, it's really a chocolate coconut stout. I know. Vanilla that's, is, and that's what I wrote down. I yeah. Just it's just vanilla the, the vanilla somehow came out as a coconut flavor. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Okay. I'll very dark beer. Yeah. I don't know. You just smell that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been drinking already? No, just the jelly beans. Um. Still smells like a beer. It would. As it should. I'm drinking now. I hope the j- sweetness of the jelly bean doesn't affect that. No, but that's good. I like that. You getting it? That's a kind of coconutty, but it also is. You can it tell is. it's vanilla. Like, and I'm glad it's only minimally coconutty because I'm not a coconut kind of guy. I think if I backed off the vanilla just a little bit, that would pull through more. It would be more. Well, I think it would be more coconutty and probably perfect. Hmm. If you like that kind of thing, yeah. Paul's not enjoying this that much. I, I, you act like I'm not going to drink it, though. And we still have to work on this, both of us drinking at the same time thing. Because dead air, not fun. Is anybody actually listening anyway? I mean, we can do what we want. You would be surprised. I've been checking downloads. Yeah. Um, We are huge in California all of a sudden. Like, we're, we're getting, like, rivaling the amount we get in New York for downloads now. Really? Out of the blue. And they're, download, they're going to the back catalog. Uh, where, where did this, when did this start? How many weeks ago? Uh, long before your trip. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I was wondering if that had anything to do with it either, but it was, it's, it's weird. <coughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, hello, California. Hi. Join us on Facebook. Tell us who you are. Um, we'll probably not send you something cool, but I'll say we will. Um, no, but, but I will respond. Oh, I will definitely respond. Because there's nothing I like. I love talking about myself. So <laughs> I just thought what? of something. What? Alex moved to California. That could have something to do with it. But that no, it was it was before that. But yeah. So, also, hi Alex. Hope you're enjoying California. Okay. So, what do you want to do now? Um. So while we're we're sipping on beer one, should we uh, go into what's got us geeked? Works for me. Who's going ahead. first? You go ahead. All right. Well. Um, what has me geeked uh, is uh, kind of the uh, part two of, uh, I believe, what I, I brought up last time. Uh, I'd like to talk about my trip, uh, which was, which was, yeah, it was outstanding. Looked like it. Looked like yeah. you had a blast. Yeah, you saw the picture. I oh, did. Yeah. They had us booked solid. The only ta- free time we actually had, and I'm talking like four or five hours of sleep a night. Nice. The only free time we had was the last day after five o'clock, and. Um, it was great. So we, we roll into Austin, Texas. First of all, there was no tumbleweeds. I really wanted tumbleweeds. Did not see a single one while I was there. And you know what else I didn't hear? A single person with a southern accent. I found out that um, most of Austin, at least... Are like transplants? It, yeah, they said um, 70% of the people that are coming into to Austin on a monthly basis are from California, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we, we get there. Uh, we go out to a nice dinner. The next day we had a a full day. It was like nine to five, uh, basically working meetings. Uh, we mm-hmm. weren't working doing our job, but what they had is they had the different teams uh, from the company come in and talk with us, and it was all about what's working for you guys, what isn't, what, what's important to fix, let's prioritize things. There, there was not a single, let's train you on stuff. It's like, hey, we don't understand or know how your job works. What do we need to do? Nice. Because every, every time, I mean, we have some amazing people in lots of different teams doing amazing stuff. Uh, but when it comes to how that affects the customer, I mean, that's, that's us. You know, we're the front line there. And, you know, when engineering breaks something, we're the ones that hear about it. Right. Or if something is, is tying us up a lot, or there's a process that needs to be changed to make things more efficient, that all falls on us. We've never really had a good line of communication with those people. I mean, it's not that like we couldn't go into Slack or ask permission to you know, ping somebody and say, hey, this is going on, but there wasn't a regular line of communication. And uh, I think we achieved that. The uh, first morning, we had a uh, Jason Chicola, who's the owner of the company, mm-hmm. was um, was there. And first of all, it was awesome getting to meet the guy who owns the company, who started the company. Uh, and he was like, he said, "This is great. We're going to do this every year. Budget is approved." Awesome. So uh, that's cool. They, they after we got back, they came out. They said next year uh, it'll either be in Austin again or it'll be at our San Francisco headquarters. Sweet. Yeah, I'm hoping that so. Would awesome. love to go to California. Never been. Uh, but we had a great time. After that, we went to the uh, actually after the first night. Okay, first night it was a place called uh, Gloria's uh, Latin Cuisine. Great place. If you go to Austin, try it out. Um, second night we went to a County Line Barbecue, which is uh, kind of a famous place. They have a, a back patio that overlooks a amazing vista of Texas. Um, third day, we had a brief meeting at our headquarters in Austin, which is actually a three-story house. Uh, with yeah, and, it, and it's set up like a house, and there's little rooms with computer stations all over the place. There's like nine bathrooms, but you have to go around corners and through closets. It's like <laughs> one of those really old houses. It's crazy. Some of the bathrooms I actually couldn't fit in. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, after that, we, we had a meeting for an hour, and then a bus pulled up, and all of my team, plus all of the people that work in Austin, there was 50 of us, got on the bus. They actually said, hold on, brought out a cooler. Who wants road beers? Nice. So uh, everybody grabbed beers, and they took us to a place uh, called Vista Brewing, which is an uh, um, independent brewery in uh, Apiary, which is a B where they have beehives. Okay. And they have this big thing about, you know, uh, local ingredients and all that kind of stuff. So we went there. They had, like, a lunch buffet with um, pork belly sliders and chicken wings and, and all these local roasted vegetables and stuff. The beer was free. You know, you just kept up getting more and more, you know, as much as you wanted. I had a tour of the brewery, which, you know, for me was great. You know, Damara hated it because, you know, it was hot in the brewery and it smelled. She said it smelled bad, and I'm like, it smells like heaven. (laughs) Um, After that, we get back. They uh, take us to the Kung Fu Saloon. And we, uh, which is kind of a, it's a, a bar with arcade games. It's, it's a really cool place. I had a blast there, and uh, then uh, the last, no, wait, the Kung Fu Saloon was, no, that was the after. I'm sorry, that was after County Line Barbecue the day before. After we were done at uh, the uh, brewery, uh, that was it. And we walked around Austin. We were trying to find uh, a place to eat. Downtown Austin is a little bit weird. I expected it to be, um, I guess, more eclectic and stuff. But we were looking for places to buy souvenirs, and we just kept getting accosted by like three homeless people per corner. Outstanding. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, Syracuse. No, no, it was actually worse. I really? Could, yeah. I, 
Hey, downtown Syracuse doesn't bother me. I'm not kidding when I'm saying there was like three homeless people on each corner and you're just trying to cross the street and one will be dancing behind you. The other one will be bugging you for money. Uh, they don't take no for an answer. We actually left downtown um, quickly. Yeah, we, we were good. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. I didn't end up getting souvenirs for anybody uh, because we couldn't do that. We did go to Voodoo Donuts, which was awesome. As awesome as you've seen on TV. Holy crap, best donuts I've ever had in my life. And uh, then afterwards... We wanted to find uh, some place to eat dinner, and we had a few of our, our team with us. And right behind our hotel, which the hotel was really nice, except for the beds. The beds were awful. Had a really hard time sleeping. But right behind our hotel, there was a line of restaurants, bars, and they had a food truck rodeo there. We thought, oh, hey, cool. we could find some food there. Now, we were a little irritated because the night before, they had had some band doing a live band doing hip-hop. I've never actually seen that in... I mean, they had guitars, bass, keyboard doing, like, modern and classic hip-hop songs. I thought that was all electronic. I've never seen a band do that. Right. But they were playing till like, 11 o'clock at night. It was ridiculous. Um, but we go back there, and it was so loud, so noisy, so crazy. Not every place took uh, cards. Uh, we're like, this is too much. So somebody suggests, hey, let's go to this, this restaurant I, I visited my first day here. So we take this long, like, 20, 25-minute walk. Uh, in the the Austin heat's not bad, but at that point, we, we were exhausted. You're done with it, yeah. We, uh, we get there, and they're like, oh, yeah, it'll be a two-hour wait. This is at 8 o'clock at night, Jesus. a two-hour wait to eat. Uh, so we're like, we can't do that. So we walk back the way we came, and we'd seen this little, it looked kind of like a, a shack that somebody had expanded into a larger building. And I thought I recognized the name when I was looking up the uh, the best barbecue joints in Texas, and or Austin, Texas. And this was not number one, but it was on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I expected, you know, at that point, we didn't want barbecue. We had county line barbecue. I mean, giant beef ribs. I mean, I, and, and I thought, I mean, the barbecue was okay. I mean, county line's a really nice place, but the the food could have used some work. I mean, the the beef ribs were dry. Um, they had really really good smoked sausage. The smoked turkey was good. The pork ribs were dry too. It was weird, but I expected more going to a place that's kind of famous. So we get to this little hole in the wall. There's nobody eating in there. It's called Ironworks Barbecue. Okay. And uh, you can hashtag Ironworks Barbecue on this episode if you want. Okay. You we go in there. Uh, it's a bunch of, um, I guess, Spanish people working there. All right, which my wife just commented is odd, but I'm like, remember, you know, Spanish people, Mexicans, you know, they, they make all of our food. You know, you go to the fancy restaurants and, you know, there, there are tons of uh, people from Mexico working there and they're actually the best cooks. You don't walk into a fancy restaurant in New York and usually find, you know, a white guy back there making the food. Right. Um, so, you know, I was like, oh, hey, this is probably how it should be. Did that come off as racist? I didn't mean it like that. That's no. actually true. I mean, and you're you've, married to a black woman, so it's okay. Yeah, if you've ever watched like No Reservations, you know, like that's how restaurants are. Right. Okay. Um, so we get in there, and uh, had a little trouble with the order because there there was clearly a language barrier there. Sit down with our food. Holy crap! It was the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. The beef ribs were dripping juice. Um, I mean, it was a very... Pla- they had tables like this, but longer with those uh, red and white checkered tablecloths Jeez. on them. I mean, it was very, you know, country outside picnic barbecue kind That's of awesome. decor. But the food was freaking amazing. Uh, never had food that good. The only um, downside to our trip at all was uh, what I told you, um, flying while fat. Now, this was a, a challenging trip. My wife and I are both big people. 
And luckily, they never sat us next to another big person, but we had people sitting with us on two of, our, two of the four flights we took. And, of course, we're stuck. I mean, we can't sit like this. I have to have my arm around her an entire flight. Right. Because there's just no way we can comfortably sit with our arms down. But the strangest part was, so we fly down on, uh, on United, and we flew back, flew back on American, I believe. Now, I was worried, you know, people say, oh, you got to get the seatbelt on, or you're going to make you pay for a second seat, whatever. I get in there on United, no problem. Click the seatbelt. I've got room to spare. I could shimmy around if I want to. I'm like, <laughs> yay, I'm not as fat as I thought I was. So I think I'm all set. We're coming back, get on an American flight. I've got like this much space, and I, I, can't, I can't get the belt. There's like, well, I, again, visual on an audio medium. I was short by like a foot. Yep. getting my seatbelt. I'm like, seriously, are these not standardized? And if they're not standardized, are they they're that big of differences between different airlines? That's crazy. That's insane. Because what if you flew somewhere and then you go back and like you have to, you know, get another seat. If I find out that I have to get another seat and I can't pay for it, I'd rather be in my hometown, right. not on the other side of the country. Uh, the other thing I noticed is we went down, we checked our, our baggage, everything was good. On the way back, we had to pay for it. We had to pay to check our baggage. And and I'm thinking to myself, this has got to be a strategy, okay? Because here's the thing. Let's say you are going from New York to California. You buy some stuff in California, whatever. You have your check baggage. You make sure that it's not overweight. Everything's good. They get there like, oh, well, you have to give us $50. Well, it's not like you can say, well, shit, let me take this home and put it in my carry-on. There's nothing you can do. They've got, right. they, they've, you're being held hostage. You have to pay for it because you, you can't not bring this shit back with you at this point. <laughs> right. It's not possible. Oh, I was so irritated by that. But, yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, it wasn't just flying while fat. I mean, the, the whole flying experience, there were good points, but there were also some very strange points. For instance, did you know that a toothpick in your back pocket can cause you to have to get completely padded down and swabbed for stuff? Are you serious? I'm serious. When they said empty your pockets, I thought they meant of metal and things like that. Right. Things were crazy. I, you, you don't quite hear what people are saying, and that you know, they've been doing this all day, so they're really short with you, and they don't always enunciate their words. Well, yeah, I'm going through a security. I get all the metal out of my pockets, my, my wallet, my phone, all that stuff. There's a fucking toothpick in my back pocket. They're like, oh, there's something there. They pull me aside. The guy's rubbing the backs of his hands on my junk, saying, I'm just using the back of my hands. I'm like, do whatever you have do to. It's it, fine. Just get me through yeah, this. I'm just like, this is weird. And then he's like, all right, come on over here. He puts on he puts on gloves. He takes some th- piece of paper and pulls stuff apart, rubs it on his glove first for some reason, which I think would skew the results, then rubs it on my hand and then rubs it on his glove again. And finally, he's like, okay, you know, you're not a terrorist. You can go. And I'm just like all over a fucking toothpick that I didn't know was in my pocket. That's crazy. Yeah, and he told me there, he's like, I've actually had this set off by a piece of pocket lint that was too big. That's how crazy these things are. I mean, we, we, we kind of thought they were faking it, and the, they, they really look in your baggage, but the other stuff, it's like, eh, how, how invasive could it possibly be? No, it can pick up a giant or large piece of pocket lint. That's crazy. And it sets it off. Absolutely nuts. Now, my question. Yes. Do you explain all of your piercings to them before you go through the metal detector? I, I have to because okay. it goes off. I'm like, piercings here and here. Okay. <clears throat> that was the first thing I... I uh, interestingly, started. though, that happened on the way down, didn't happen on the way back, never set them off. But you know where it does set it off? The Social Security building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? That's just... Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I mean, they kind of look at you, but what are you going to do? Right. 
it's a choice. What are you gonna do? Not gonna take it out to fly. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded like you had an awesome trip. I, I did have an awesome trip, and I'm very excited that this is a regular thing now. And we learned a lot about our company, um, especially that we are, you know, the most profitable we've been, and that usually companies don't see growth every single period mm-hmm. and we've now seen growth for i i believe he said like nine years nice like in a row growth yeah, the, and, and here's the thing it's the same amount of growth that's awesome yeah it, it's not going down and i guess that's kind of unheard of uh but it also reaffirmed for me that this isn't a startup where you know they're building it up so they can sell it Right. I mean, no, they they invested. have yeah they have big plans. They actually want to eventually take the company public. Hopefully, awesome. So yeah, I mean, it's it, it, working for Rev has already been a great experience, and now it's it, they're starting to. It, it seems like they they appreciate they recognize the role that support plays. That's awesome. So. And that's good. It makes you feel good. Uh, it does. I mean, we're they're working on you know getting us you know benefits and vacation and things like that. It's kind of like after we brought it up at that that meeting we had on the internet earlier this year it's almost like they were like wait a second because you know they they pay us through some of the same mechanisms they pay freelancers so i mm-hmm. think they kind of forgot that we're actually part of the company yeah your employees uh, not yeah but, but we're all over the place and it would be really easy to kind of because i mean we're like i said there's no direct connections i mean our manager's manager is the one that, that goes to them with things if they need to mm-hmm. uh, i think that we, they kind of forgot with all the busyness and the growth we've had they kind of forgot that you know we were part of the team too right so they explained to us why it's so complicated to to get some of these benefits, but they're working on it. They hired somebody to take care of that. I could go into it, but I don't want to do it on the air just because that would be really boring. <laughs> uh, but I learned a lot about you know insurance and things like that. Um, yeah, it was a great time overall. Good. I'm glad. How about you, Paul? What's got you geeked? <clears throat> well, as you saw on Facebook, um, got to uh, meet Jason Muse. And that's the Wait. first time, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, found out he was going to be in town doing his one-man, uh, air quote, stand-up routine yeah. at Funny Bone. Uh, it's called uh, Jason Muse and His Amusing Stories. Sounds um, about right. Yeah. And I, I basically wanted to go to get to meet him, get get another autograph on the Mallrats case. Um, but, holy shit, is he funny. And not, like, funny as in, like, oh, it's, it's, it's Jay from... You know, Jane's Hot Bob. Yeah. But, oh, my God, the shit he talks about, the stories he tells. And, I mean, I hope they're true. They're pretty <laughs> sensational. But, I mean, he, he he finishes the show off with a story about um, a situation in a massage parlor. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was really fun. We got out of work. I met up with, um, what, did we give Andrew a name on the show? I don't remember. Are, I, are I know we you not were calling him Carlton anymore? Okay. I wasn't sure if that's what we were officially calling him, because he won't get on mic. We know that, because he's a little bitch. So we can call him whatever we want to. <coughs> Very true. I met up with him at World of Beer. Um, that's where I had uh, the black cherry cider that I started to talk about. Yeah. So good. It was by uh, Mackenzie's. Um, I had buffalo, boneless buffalo wings. Met some other ants. Okay. The ants are the, the Tell Them Steve Dave fans. Yeah. We did kind of like a little mini one. Um, hung out with our buddy, Tommy Lincoln. Oh, he was there. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Just being nosy. <laughs> I saw you right now. And I was like, oh, okay. I know where you're going with that. Um, yeah, did the show. The The opener was a guy from Rochester named Todd Youngman. He was pretty funny. 
Um, yeah, go to it. Um, but just all around good time. Drank more than I expected to, but it was a blast. Um, it's funny because we do the whole show, and I found out like before the show at the uh, the ant meet that only people that had uh, the VIP gold circle seating got to partake in the meet and greet. Did you have that? I did, just because I wanted to sit close. So, thankfully, we got to do it. We get in line after the show, because basically they just tell you, you know, hey, you know, stick around if you're if you're the VIPs for the meet and greet. And, like I said, I would brought the Mallrats DVD with me to get signed. So, we go over and they line us all up on the wall. And we're standing there, and we're watching people go through the line. And Andrew says, uh, you know what? I don't have anything for him to sign. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And I look at Andrew. He looks at me. He's like, what? He goes, you didn't bring a Sharpie, did you? I went, (sighs) (laughs) I'm like, no. So I'm sitting there, like, anxiously watching Jay. And all of a sudden, finally, somebody comes up. Like, everyone was just going up getting selfies, whereas... Literally, it's selfies. You have your phone. Jay takes the phone from you and just starts taking pictures. I saw that. Yeah. You only saw the one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, seven on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, finally, like, eight people in, somebody comes up with something for him to sign. So, he goes over and he digs into this book bag and pulls out a Sharpie. And I was just like, oh, my God. I like that heart attack. <laughs> okay. And now, I'm sure you've done autographs. Not, I'm given, but, I mean, we've given a couple, actually, haven't we? Maybe. Um, But you've gotten things signed before like yeah. where it's a meet and greet situation yeah it's fast paced right yeah this asshole about five people in front of me had a stack of eight blunt man and chronic comic books that he expected jay to sign i'm pretty sure he only got one signed but i was, like, I, I was shocked by that but uh it, it was it was very cool had a lot of fun like i don't even think i was home from the show before i posted the picture on facebook just <laughs> to brag <laughs> but yeah I, I had a blast with that um and the first thing I get, I get a message on Messenger later that night from uh, our good friend Jason Randall. Yeah. He says, hey, did you get me his email address? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, I didn't. Uh, but but I do know who his manager is. So, But you already knew that, didn't you? Yes. Randall should have known that, too. So now I'm scolding Randall. Uh, so do you want to tell us what you popped open while I was uh, fanboying over JMU's? Absolutely. This is from Long Trail Brewing Company. This is something you brought today. It's called the Long Trail Ale, Original Vermont Amber Ale. And let me read uh, what it says on here, because I've not not something I've had. It smells very hoppy. Um, Long Trail... Uh, Long Trail Ale. That's a tongue twister. A full-bodied amber ale modeled after the alt beers of Dusseldorf, Germany. Our top fermenting yeast and cold finishing temperature result in a complex yet clean, full flavor. Um, I don't know. From the smell? Smells uh, very, very hoppy. Almost skunky a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to have to see what happens here. Go ahead and take a swig. Yeah, that's that already smells like a beer that I'm not going to like. But one page back for your stuff. It's not horrible. It's sweeter than it smells like it's going to be. And uh, Oh, and I'd just like to point out their, their catchphrase on the, the bottle. Take a hike. I might from this particular beer 
I mean, it's okay. It's it's not horrible. It's certainly not hot dog with ketchup flavored beer, um, but it's not something I would want to drink on a regular basis. You know, I think we need to do like a summer picnic themed episode. Yeah, and that's the beer you have to bring for that one, the 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 hot dog flavored water beer. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's really that know. bad. It, it's just weird. I mean, I've I've been drinking it, but it's weird. <coughs> it just it was excuse me. It was an experiment, and it was an experiment that I, I didn't come out. I mean, that's gonna happen. I think I've actually oh, yeah. had extraordinary luck in not fucking things up so far. Uh, so having one batch like be like, eh, I'm okay with that. I think you've only brought one ever that I I wouldn't finish. I remember handing it back to you. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it would it was not my cup of tea or yeah. glass of beer apparently. And I mean, I've done some crazy shit, you know, mm-hmm. wood, um, mint from my front yard. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we didn't even talk about that one where you used piss. So, <laughs> Paul, that's because it didn't happen. That was another one of my fever dreams. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Reality just keeps blurring at this point. It's just all the head trauma. Oh, it's because of how it, it, it's yeah, it's football and it's old age. Yeah. Speaking of, we're back. Football's back. Oh yeah. Yeah, we started back up uh, two weeks ago. We had last week off for the uh, for the, the holiday. But um, I definitely probably should have worked out over the winter. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long, long morning. Yeah, we got beat up pretty good, but the the boys still pulled out a W. So. Well, I'm glad to hear things are still going well. Um, is there any? Ceiling on how how old you're going to allow yourself to be and still throw yourself into that meat grinder? I don't know because like again like every every season I give it a really really hard look and I'm like man should I really be doing this? And for whatever reason the answer keeps coming back yes. I, I mean it's good it's probably keeping you in better shape than you would be like probably. if you hadn't been playing football the past few years you'd be halfway to me. <laughs> and I'm that's probably true. You know, I, I gotta say, I, I'm thinking the jelly beans were better than this beer. I, I'm with you. Maybe if you throw a couple in there, it'll improve it. Or just pop some in at the same time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Um, so yeah, that'll be enough of the football talk. We won't go into that a lot, because okay. I don't really think that's our bread and butter here. Nah. Do we have bread and butter? Uh, apparently they were making toast upstairs while I was still trying to finish mowing the lawn. Bread and butter generally refers to something that makes you money, which this doesn't. Bread and butter makes you money? Because isn't that what they give to convicts? No, that's what they say, you know, when you're bringing oh, yeah, home that's the bread, my bread and, butter. and butter. Yeah, that's my bread and butter. I thought butter. it was like, that's our wheelhouse. I thought that was the same Oh, yeah, that's been, not quite. Now, I mean, I guess you, it can be construed in that way. We'd have to rely on our audience to construe it that way. That means we would have to still wait for someone to fucking respond to us. We're looking at you at California. You're going to be the difference maker here. <laughs> so uh, what do we got next on board, Paul? Um, <clears throat> have you ever heard of a young man named Spencer Eldon? I have not. Okay. Um, but I bet you you're very familiar with him. And probably his penis as well. Okay. Where is this going? Um, you're, you're, you're a grunge fan, right? Big Nirvana fan? No, I actually I didn't like Nirvana, but I did like grunge. Okay, but work with me here. Uh, you remember the cover to Nevermind. Yeah, oh, it's the baby. The baby, who is now 28 years old. Okay. Um, and I, and I bring this up because I was clicking around the interwebs yesterday. Okay, I was on Facebook. It was Facebook. Um, and, and I saw an, an ad for Niagara Falls Comic Con. Because I guess that's coming up either this weekend or next weekend, I don't remember. 
and they're probably proclaiming that a featured guest who's going to sign there is Spencer Eldon. For real? For reals. Excuse me. He'll be there all day Friday and for two hours on Saturday. I, I, I don't want to put this guy down because I don't know Oh, him. no, no, this is okay. exactly why okay. I'm throwing this but, out here. But, okay, he was on an album cover as a baby. 27 years and how many months ago? Is he going to tell us stories about the swimming pool? So, Spencer, how warm was the water? I mean, okay, some of these Comic-Cons are really stretching for guests, and I'm not saying that we haven't been involved in Comic-Cons that stretched for guests, (laughs) but that is definitely the furthest stretch I have ever seen. Right, and you know there's one thing that's coming to that table. Like, they're just bringing the album cover. That's the only thing that this kid could do. Who? Who is bringing the album cover? I don't know. But, I mean, a featured guest. You know, I, I've, we've been to some shows where, you know, there's people that are tabled who aren't on the advertising. Kind of like Geekpod. Yeah. Saying, con promoters, it wouldn't hurt you just to say, hey, you have a podcast there. Um, but, featured. Like, this was an ad on Facebook for it. Now, this isn't the first time this kid's been making money off of this. Now, he only got this shot... Because the photographer that they ended up hiring um, was family friends with his parents. Because originally Kurt Cobain wanted to do um, a photo of a woman giving birth underwater for the cover of the album. Which obviously the studio was like, maybe we shouldn't do that, Kurt. Maybe you should lay off the heroin. Um, (laughs) I'm in a way today. I'm sorry. Um, So he took the picture. The kid got chosen for it. Nobody knew who this baby was until 2007, word leaked out that it was the Spencer Alden kid, okay? Um, from there, he's, he's graduating high school on his way to become a graphic designer. That's what he wants to do. Word gets out about who he is. People start paying him to come hang out at parties, stuff like that. I mean, does he walk into a room and go, you've all seen my penis! Right. In, in, in the article that I grabbed this from, he references in there about having the most famous penis in the world. And I mean, like, he's probably not wrong. Well, I mean, and then there's John Bobbitt. Well, but not that many people have, have seen. Not as many people have seen it. You could say Ron Jeremy, but again, I think more people have probably seen uh, right. Spencer's than anyone That's, else's. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, um, and you know what? And supposedly he got paid like a thousand dollars by a bunch of photographers one time to jump in a pool. Um, I think he misunderstood, and they were asking to jump into the street. But <laughs> did he have to do it naked? No, he was. Okay, so for the 25th anniversary, I, I I know way too much about this kid now because I did all this research. <laughs> for the 25th anniversary of Nevermind, yeah. they wanted to recreate the the cover. And he was like, I want to do it naked. And uh, the the photographer was like, let's not... Wait, where is it? I have the, the exact quote here. Where is it? Da, 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 da. Um, Although Eldon requested to do it naked, the photographer encouraged him to wear his swim trunks to avoid, to avoid things getting any weirder. <laughs> He made 200 bucks off of that one. Um, but apparently his fame, I'm using air quotes here, uh, you know, made it so he could get into this prestigious um, design firm, Shepard Ferry. Uh, they're the ones that created uh, Obama's Hope posters. Okay. Uh, so he works with them because, you know, it's, you know, name value. He That's where he got the job. Because um, he, he, even, you know, this little douchebag, Eldon, says that... Uh, the, his Nirvana photo was a, quote, really good foot in the door to launch his career. 
So apparently he has a decent career in Pasadena, California, and oh, I really hope he's not the one now because we'll, we'll lose <laughs> our, our yeah. yeah. Um, his his big aspiration, which will probably never come to pass now, he wants to be on the Howard Stern show. Wow, that's I mean that that's a good goal, but that's your final aspiration. That's where you check out. Right. You walk out of the studio and. Okay, I went with that. You made that sound effect, but you yeah, were holding a rope. Yes, I was. Okay. Um, because you did the gun thing. I don't know. It just <laughs> happened. <laughs> I mean, you had to cover all the bases. All we needed was someone dropping pills. I can't really do a sound of a rope, though. I guess so. Yours was better. Okay. Yeah, that does translate to audio better, I guess. I, I think so. Um, so, for a beer that both of us hated, we polished that off pretty quick. Uh, that's because it's beer. Good point. Do we want to roll into the last one? Or you want to give it a second? We can roll into it. Okay. Better to get it out of the way now, so because you know one of us has to drive later. Now this, um, excited about because I already know it's good. I bought a six pack last night and drank okay. five of them. Um, this is Harpoon. Now, if you may recall, Harpoon Brewery uh, last year did a uh, collaboration with Dunkin' Donuts, and they did a uh, it was a coffee porter, and it was excellent. I actually I got a, I grabbed one bottle. Uh, in the pick a mix at a price chopper, and it was like, "Holy crap, this is really good!" And I went back to get more, and I got the last six pack in the store because Ooh, it was okay. it was limited edition. So I saw this a few weeks ago, and I, I made a decision. By the way, because I've not seen it anywhere since until yesterday. From now on, when I see something I want to try, I'm going to grab it, even if my wife gives me that look. Um, because like yesterday, she, I said, "Are you going to yell at me if I buy this?" And she's like, "Well, no, but you, <laughs> know, you don't need it." Uh, but yeah, I picked it up. It's Duncan Summer Coffee Pale Ale. Now I'm going to warn you, Paul. I do not get any coffee in this beer at all. Okay. I, maybe I'm misunderstanding. Maybe maybe there's some donut there. Maybe you're supposed to eat it with a donut. Maybe there's some sort of synergy there that I didn't pick up on. I threw out the package before I, I read it. Uh, but I will tell you this: for a, a pale ale, it's an excellent beer. Okay. Uh, it's really good. I uh, I don't remember if I like pale ales or not. Well, what it's kind of like an, an IPA, but less IPA. If that makes sense. This is what they started on, and then they said, "Hey, how can we make this more IPA?" And that's where we get India pale ales. But uh, this is an excellent beer. You could talk while. It's a really nice color. It does. I like that. But I was very interested when I saw Duncan, and then I saw the coffee, and I was like, "Oh." So we'll see. Because I really liked the uh, the coffee flavored smart cups; those are really good. There so go. let's see. That's got that's got a nice hat on it too. Yeah, it's a bit hazy, especially for a, a, a canned beer. Yeah, I was disappointed that it came in cans because you know I can reuse bottles myself. Right. No, um, does that mean? Would you like to take the long trail? Yes, I do. That's definitely. yours. But uh, doesn't smell like coffee. Doesn't smell like coffee. Has a strong like IPA smell to it to me yeah but it's not going to have quite as strong a grapefruit citrusy flavor go ahead and oh, take a swig being coffee. I, I don't think there's any coffee in this oh I do get coffee out of it or do you? I do really? I do a <clears throat> little bit more so than the uh, the smart cup really? Cause but I, not I get bad nothing. like not like choke me because I hate coffee flavor okay. coffee but I mean, like you said, it's beer. I'm going to finish drinking it regardless. Yeah, but I, I actually think it's a decent beer. Like, I would drink this on a summer day outside. That reminds me, I have to pick up more um, Shock Top. It's that time of year again. Mm. You having a big party this year? We're talking about it. We're talking about doing it uh, some weekend when we don't have the kids. Okay. So, 
keep in mind. Uh, see, see now, the, it see, makes that, it harder because you've always got the kids. Yeah, and yeah. I actually want to get my my kid, at least my young one, with your kids to play. So we, that's we should, what I was hoping was going to work out. Okay, well, we're pulling the curtain back again. We were supposed to record a week ago, and um, because I almost put that out there, I was just going to tell you to bring Avery, but my kids weren't here. They were gone camping with my mom, so that's why I didn't make that offer. Uh, see, because I, I was here's. It's funny because when I texted you and told you that, I was not going to impose on you and say, "Hey, can I bring Avery?" Um, I actually wanted to see what you thought about it uh, before I, you know, I said anything. And since there was no uh, reaction there, I just kind of let it go. Okay, and that's why because I I'd even said to Kristen, I was like, "You know what?" I said, "He he said he might need to have Avery." And of course, it's the weekend that we don't have the kids. And now this is what I'm gonna do. This is what you call a sandbag, ladies and gentlemen. My wife Kristen just walked into the room right behind us. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's right. That's the voice. That that's what a demon sounds like. That's oh, stop it. <laughs> Move closer to the microphone, Kristen. No. Come on, get over here. No. What you doing? I, I'm getting some clothes. Getting clothes. I, we should probably be wearing them. My friends are here. Well, well my, my one friend that I have. Um, but yeah, seriously, put some clothes on. Who likes it? Wait. You do. Wait, what? Hugh, do we, do, do, do we have to have a discussion, my I, friend? I know nothing about Kristen's boobs. <laughs> Except for what I've told you. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> there are two boobs in my life, and they are both attached to my wife. That is a very good answer, my friend. You are a smart man. That's my answer, even when your wife isn't in the room, so... <laughs> oh, I wasn't even real. <laughs> She's met Dakota. She, there's, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> that was fun for me. Like I saw it coming, and I was like, "This is what's going to happen." Why right now. would she say I like her boobs, though? That She's was... trying to be funny. She doesn't. Oh, okay. She doesn't have the humor gene in it. Okay, I, I, I was that just... was actually probably meant for me. Oh, but I was totally letting that one go. Oh, because I wasn't even turning around looking. I could. Right. Yeah, so She's I, not I wearing a shirt that I. It's funny because I insulted her this morning. I said they look small today, and I walked away from her. It was just fun. I mean, me. I'm sure they're fantastic, but I've never seen them or looked or anything. I appreciate that, but this is way too much. Um, <clears throat> well, that was unexpected. That was awesome. Uh, what we could have called that segment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sandbag. Hashtag sandbag. Oh. Um, is that a double? Does that have a double meaning? No. Okay. No. Should it? Let me think of one because that would be even funnier if it did. It was funny because I was watching her up there because she cracked the door open. <laughs> Aren't those called milk sacks? Oh, I guess so. Um, I watched her crack the door open, her eyes coming out, and then I looked back to you, and you're looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing? And then you just <laughs> threw a big middle finger that way. Yep. Ah, so that was good times. Um, so, um, we're, we're playing this fast and loose again, because typically we're, we're heading towards the wrap-up already, because we're 45 minutes in. Oh, wow. And uh, we've barely tackled anything that you've got written down. Or any of the uh, other two things, the extras I have. You know, I'm actually okay with that. Unlike uh, when we first got <clears> back together and it seemed like we didn't have enough planned and the, the show didn't flow. You remember that first episode back? That was horrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you are also sober that day. So yeah. That's, uh, um, I feel like this is working. I'm good. Let's just go okay, with it. Okay, let's keep rolling. I'm down. Right. Um, and I mean, honestly, I mean, if the, the audience is going to start to comment, do you think it's going to be with a complaint? You know, they'll be like, oh, wow, it's, you know, you guys, it's like having two episodes in the space of, like, a year. <laughs> okay, so you want to go off of some of your stuff now, or do you want to... Well, I have a feeling one of these things that I have for other topics might be a long discussion. Okay. Uh, well, I, we, we can. All right, actually, you know what? Because I know that you have Hugh's news written down there, and... Well, that's just because it's a template. Yeah. We don't need it. But, you know, I, Paul, I, I don't have a news segment this week. 
In fact, I, I'm I'm toying with doing away with it altogether. First of all, uh, it, it dates our episodes. Yes. Uh, but the other thing that, Ooh, that you really know what? that's a good point because that makes it hard for re-listens. Yes. Look at you being smart um, and shit. That, well, that's what you don't pay that's me for. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, I'm pretty. You're smart. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I have a better beard though. Um, but here's the thing: I, I look at the news every day. I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm a news hound, not like my mother-in-law, who's all over the news and stresses about it. But I, I look at the news every day, and, and you know, all I see is shitty people being shitty to each other. Uh, whether we're talking about politics or entertainment, it's all a bunch of garbage, and it, it bothers me. I mean, for instance, you know, I was really excited a few weeks ago. The CW released the Batwoman trailer. Did you see that yet? I actually didn't watch it. I saw all the, the stuff about it, but I didn't get a chance. Okay. To. Um, this trailer came out, and it was basically review-bombed on um, YouTube. Really? It, it was awful. Like, like in the same vein that uh, Captain the, Marvel Captain was Marvel. and Ghostbusters was. And I, I, people attached to a few things in the trailer, um, one of them being her... Uh, when she when she first goes out as Batman, or I'm not Batman, Batwoman. See there, there, there I go. go. Um, when she first goes out as Batwoman, her hair isn't showing because she's using a modified. She basically finds Batman's stash. It, it basically got uh, Batman left Gotham. No one knows why. She's his, his Bruce Wayne's cousin. She doesn't know he's Batman, but she runs across his, you know, a stash stuff. of his Batman stuff. So she uses the costume, fights crime, but you know, it's it's just like Batman's. There, there's no hair coming out of the back. People think it's Batman who's back. And she goes, I'm not going to let a man take credit for what I'm doing. Instant triggering. People talk about, you know, you know, triggering feminists and stuff like that. Well, this triggered the, the incels or whatever. I don't know. But if you look on YouTube, there are like 75,000 likes and like a million dislikes. It's so stupid. Uh, or something it's so out of proportion, it's ridiculous. And it's all the same thing. Um, they say... Says she doesn't want a man taking credit for her work immediately steals a man's life's work. Um, don't think that's quite the same thing, considering that he's no longer there. Uh, but the rest of it was basically the same, oh great, they're shoving this SJW trash down our throats. Oh, social... Um, it, it just... It, it bothered me a lot. They even went as far as to say, oh, well, this should be canceled before it comes out, before anyone's seen it. They said, oh, well, it won't get canceled. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Listen to this. They have this theory that shows that push the uh, social justice narrative don't get canceled because um, rich liberals are paying to keep them on the air. So they're saying all the CW shows that, you know, they have low ratings, but they haven't been canceled because they're pushing that narrative. They went as far as one person said that um, President Obama paid a bunch of journalists to write nice things about him. And when he went out of <laughs> office, there were a bunch of journalists that were suddenly out of a job. Uh, I mean, it's it's that fucking twisted That's and crazy. crazy. And y you know what I saw when I watched that? I was like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Okay, they, they're like... Oh well, we don't want to see this crap. Well, you know, maybe it's not made for you. Right, I don't. It. I don't have a problem with a strong female lead. People are saying, "Oh well, yeah." There was one news article. Oh, CW's trying a different spin on Batwoman. She's gay this time. Um, sorry, Batwoman yeah. has always been gay. Read the source material. Yeah, this this it, it, the ignorance is astounding, and I just you know I'm really concerned that it's going to affect the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, articles about can CW save Batwoman now after negative fan reaction. Uh, it looks great to me. Now I'm going to have to watch it. I, I'm so excited for this. And, you know, I would never... I pick on my wife for watching, you know, uh, Teen Mom and all that stuff. You know what I would never do? 
go on their fucking website or their YouTube videos and start trashing right, how stupid and trashy their show is. I don't watch it. I don't care. Right. You know, if somebody else likes something, that's fucking okay. Get over it. Keeping in the same vein, I've seen people complaining that uh, Avengers Endgame is approaching $100 million, saying that it, it's a trash movie. It doesn't deserve to be... At, or it's, I'm sorry, it's not approaching $100 million. It is within $100 million of toppling Avatar mm-hmm. as the number one movie of all time. People are pissed about that. Now, I'm guessing these are people who have, you know, Navi sex styles and cuddling pillows in their basement <laughs> uh, bedrooms. Uh, but it's just ridiculous. It was a fantastic movie. If you didn't like it, you didn't have to watch it. But by pure virtue of the fact that it's about to topple, potentially, the number one movie of all time, clearly most of us did. Right. And, again, I mean, you can have your opinion, but Flame Wars and things like that, trolling, I just don't see the point. I mean, there's some of that, not to the same degree, going on with uh, the other Batman news this week. I mean, have you noticed... Yes. I mean. It's official now, as of yesterday, Robert Pattinson is our new Batman. Mm -hmm. Now, people are actually taking this way better than I expected, but there's still a lot of people who are going on about the sparkly Batman. Sparkly Batman. Batman. Yeah, sparkly Batman. Now, I've made some sparkly, faggy vampire jokes in the past. Okay, I've done that. As you should. Yeah. I get it. Um, But here's the thing. Look at both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Have you seen them in a single thing since Twilight? I haven't, personally. Have you even seen Twilight? I saw a couple of them. Kristen was into them. Okay, yeah, so was, so was my wife. So was Tamara. After Twilight, they both went off and they've done nothing but indie films and learned how to hone their craft. And they've both been critically acclaimed for the work they've done. Um, when Matt Reeves, who is an amazing director to begin with, decides that he wants Robert, Robert Pattinson to be the new Batman, I have no reason to say... If it was right after Twilight came out, yes, I would be probably, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, but what are we, 10, 15 years since then? At least, yeah. And, and the guy's been you know, getting all sorts of accolades for the acting work he's doing. I have to think Matt Reeves knows what he's talking about. Also good to get a young actor who is not too famous, you know, so they can sign him to three movies, maybe keep him on. Because, you know, this new movie is pretty much the death of the DC shared universe. Right. I mean, it's they're starting over. I mean, are they going to have him and Wonder Woman get together? He's like, hey, I don't meet you for another 30 years. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't work. Um, I mean, I'm okay with the casting, but I, I guess I, I don't understand why people have to go so... You can say, I don't see it. I, I don't think it's going to be good. But the correct response is, I don't think this will be good, but I will have to wait until it actually happens to have a real opinion. It, Beyond you know what I, I think could happen. It's um, eighty nine all over again. Eighty nine, yeah, yeah, exactly. And look um, how wrong. And now people are clamoring for him to come back. I would love to see that. Oh my god, too. If they did a Batman Beyond, have him come back as old Bruce. You know, I'm torn there because I really feel that you've got to have Kevin Conroy do that. I mean, they're they're talking about having Kevin Conroy play um Thomas Wayne on a Batwoman, Ooh. which would be awesome. But I feel that. If you do Batman Beyond, you 100% have to have Conroy play uh, Bruce Wayne. That could be cool, too. He could, that could work for it, because he's finally of the age where it would... And, and he's got the voice. The voice oh is God, going yes. to be... Ins- and, and you think about it, a lot of their communication is through the... Uh, yeah, the, through the, the suit. Yeah, through the suit. So he, there would be a lot of voice acting involved there. I'm not saying that... Um, uh, Michael Keaton wouldn't do a bang-up job, but I have a feeling that he would want he'd want to be more involved. I mean, he's not so old. I mean, look, he just did you know Vulture, Vulture. and Spider Man. He's yeah. he's not ready to just sit down and do voice stuff. Whereas um, 
you know, the, the voice from the animated series. That's what he's done all along. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it would be a better fit. But yeah, I mean, just everywhere I go, I see negative comments. It makes me not want to read the news anymore, Paul. And that's okay. We find a different avenue for you then. You know, I just say it's frustrating and... I mean, it makes more work for me. I have to create a whole new template. Holy shit, you know? You know, backspace like six characters. Just, you know. well, I wouldn't want you to sprain a finger or something. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe, you know, that ended up being news anyway. I don't know. So, you know, we'll see what happens next time. Maybe this is a mood. Maybe it will pass. Maybe I'll feel better about it. Maybe there'll be more positive things in the news going forward. No, um, no there But, won't. you know, I just, I'm, I'm very disillusioned, so... That's the news, kids. Now, I'm going to step outside and make sure nobody's putting a tarp over the name of the ship that brought me in, because unlike some people, uh, I'm not ashamed to say I rode in on the USS Go Fuck Yourself. Paul? <laughs> you got to warn me with some of this stuff, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so you brought up Endgame. You want to go there now? Let's go there. I saw it opening night. We know this. Mm-hmm. Because I crushed your hopes and dreams the last time because you had thought we were going together. And I was like, yeah, I bought the last I had just there. assumed that because that's what we <clears throat> Yeah. Um, wow. We, we texted that night after I finished the movie and then the next day after you saw it. Yes. Um, did you get emotional during the movie? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't think as much as you, uh, which is strange since, you know, you present as the alpha. Because that's not me. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. present as the alpha male. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was it was when um, when what happened to Iron Man happened. Dude, it's I, been well, okay. well over. Uh, when I, when uh, Tony Stark died, a little bit emotional. But here's the thing. That was tempered by how perfect of a story that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, a story that goes back. 22 movies that you never could have foreseen. I mean, the, the, the saddest part about Endgame was the fact that Stan Lee never got to watch it. Yes, yeah, that, that gets me too. It was, I mean, the culmination of so much hard work. And um, I know there's been a lot of times where I will have, not negative things, but I'll talk about pacing and things like that in Marvel movies. Um, I really feel like that movie was as close to perfect as we'll ever have a comic book movie being, and I would be willing to bet Marvel will not ever be able to top this. No, that was amazing. So much fan service, but in a good way. Yeah. Like, fan service gets thrown around as, like, a negative comment a lot. Yeah. But that was, like, the the touches that were put into there, like, the, just the small shit, small callbacks. Yeah. That were, like, uh, that if, if, if you're not one of us you may not have caught i mean just when when sam came across the radio and said hey cap on your left i was just like fuck yeah and we all knew we all knew they were all coming back but even in that scene those portals start opening and i was just like i lost it i cried really that that was one of the spots i cried yes i cried four times in that movie holy cow four times um, I was just that 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 was a huge experience. You know, I I did get slightly emotional right at the beginning before the credits, um, when Clint's family disappeared because I was like, that was no, rough. not him. I mean, the the one guy <clears throat> that didn't deserve anything bad to happen to him had made no no mistakes or or anything. Uh, I I just I was like, oh, that's awful. Yeah, that poor bastard. Like, go through all those movies. He's gotten the shit into the stick from the beginning. Yeah. Just every time. <laughs> like, being Loki's, like, bitch for, through the first movie. 
Second one, he he got the, he got basically taken out and was injured for the first half of it, and then the whole thing with uh, well, okay, I guess he got some pretty great moments in Age of Ultron with Quicksilver. Yeah, um, and then not even being in Infinity War. But you can see why they saved it, and, yeah. and why he was uh, such an integral part of this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. they definitely made up for it. Yeah. Um, and that shows the restraint that the Russo brothers had. I mean, they actually took one main character completely off the board for an entire movie to set him up for the second one. Yeah, it and, was amazing. Oh my god, and his tattoos were fucking awesome. Yeah, but I, everything everything about the movie was awesome. Go, having everything tie back into each other, I felt like I was watching deleted scenes from the first Avengers movie <laughs> because they were showing scenes that happened then that weren't. I mean, I don't think those were filmed. I think they actually filmed those for this movie, at least mm-hmm. some of them. They might have used some. Yeah, un- there might have been some stock footage, like when you were seeing them off watching stuff that was happening. Yeah, but like when they were handing off Loki and, and the spear and all that stuff, that seemed like it was all new footage, mm-hmm. but it, it felt like it was right in that. Right. Yeah, I, I was like, holy crap. Either they had a lot of deleted scenes, or yeah, they did an excellent job. Um, the humor was spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, Hulk. When <laughs> he takes off his glasses, kicks a car, and goes, grrr, I almost yeah. fell off. You know what? That was the only part of Professor Hulk I liked. Like, really? I didn't like the way they did Professor Hulk. It came off as way too cheesy. I have to completely disagree. And that's fine. And I, I a lot of people are disagreeing with me on that. But I just... It, it didn't feel authentic. Like, I, we had the five-year jump, but I'd like more of a story on how we go from him not being able to change into being fully acclimated. Well, okay, I can understand that. I think that... um. They, they may have even filmed that. If you remember, the original running time for the film was a lot longer mm-hmm. than what we ended up with. Um, maybe that's something that they'll explore going forward, because I, I think that you're definitely going... That that character is definitely going to come back. The, yeah, there, there's one of them they can still do something with. So Yeah, and it, I will say this. What was really surprising about that, a, a hybrid human CGI character, they've always done a great job incorporating Mark Ruffalo into Hulk, but now where he was more Mark than Hulk, mm-hmm. it worked so well. I was like, holy crap. I mean, and it's they, they have the uncanny valley they talk about, but this was like, that's so good, it's scary, but not in a I don't believe it way. It was like, in a, I totally, completely believe this way. Yeah, they did a great job. looked great. I just didn't like, I guess almost the personality change. Well, is it though? Because that it was Banner's personality. It seemed more goofy and over the top. Yeah, but imagine this. He's been a tortured soul for mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah, he's free. He, yeah, he's finally achieved a, a happy union of both sides of himself. Yeah, I bet he would be taking selfies with people. He, he's okay, and that finally too. happy for the first time since we first saw him in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He's finally happy. Yeah, so. but it's still, it seemed like too much of a leap. But you do have to factor in the five years. Like, yes. there was a, a, clearly a lot of shit that was going on in that five years. A lot. And it's nice that they didn't feel like they had to tell us all of it. Right. I didn't need to see that. You I don't was, need to be fed the entire fight. Yeah, I, I was completely fine saying, oh, this is where Hulk is now. Mm-hmm. You know, apparently you weren't, but I, 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 I thought it was good. I need to know. But, uh, you know, you, the, now we, we go back to uh, my new segment, all of the hate on the girl power segment of the battle. Okay. It was just... Too much of a force feeder. Are you a you're a hater? I'm not a hater. Oh like I was like, all right, cool, that's fine. It was fine, but I was just like, oh, I roll, because all of a sudden they find a way that all of the women have made their way just to this one spot in the battlefield. I'm like, come on. 
But and it's a lot of people loved it, and it doesn't affect the story to me. But I was just like, seriously. See but, now, I, I would have expected you to uh, to be a better person, Paul. I'm not a good person. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever expect that. Well, I, 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 <clears throat> here's the thing. But it is kind of a departure from how much I was supporting the whole Cat Tomorrow thing. It, it is. It's it's almost a 180. And I mean, here's the thing. Uh, until there's a giant superhero battle that happens in real life and people can break down the statistics, it is almost impossible for us to determine what is the likelihood that all of those female characters would end up in the same place at the same time. There's also the fact that it's based on a comic book. <laughs> so reality isn't really a part of this discussion. It was a cool spot for the girls in the audience. And I think I'm not one of those who says, "Oh, now we need to have you know a force or That's whatever." That's what like everyone's that. saying, and you know, I would watch them. I mean, I would. That I'm would not. I'm not saying I don't feel like they forced that. I think that for the very first time, women are becoming a bigger part of the superhero genre. And this being the crowning jewel of the superhero movies, I thought it was completely appropriate um, to kind of say, "Hey, you know." Things are different moving forward. It started with, you know, Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and all that. Uh, I had absolutely no problem. I didn't eye roll. It didn't even take me out of the action because, so what? Okay, if they'd veered in and there were five male superheroes in one scene, would you have blinked an eye if there were five male superheroes? it was the exact same scene and it was just all the guys saying, we're not doing it alone, I probably would have eye rolled because I just thought the line was cheesy. Like, that's what, she, she won't be doing it by herself. That was the scene, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have probably eye-rolled the same but thing would if you, it was all the guys. Would you have thought, what are the chances all five of these guys are in the same place at the same time? Now that I think about it, I mean, I probably that probably wouldn't have popped in mind. You're okay. right. But, yeah. It, it is 100% even you, even though I don't think you're doing it on purpose. It is sexist. I'm okay Th- There's no reason that that, that that couldn't have happened. We can't say that it's likely or unlikely. And again, well, no, the litmus test is if it was five guys, yeah. would all the reaction it's be just the same? as unlikely that any of the characters find themselves on the battlefield in a battle that size. So yes, mm-hmm. you're, I'll, I'll give you that. It's absolutely male, female. It doesn't matter. It's just as un- unlikely that Thor and Captain America end up right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. But so nobody says that. anything about that. Yeah. That that as far as I'm concerned, that's the litmus test. Mm-hmm. The story is what the writers make it. Very true. But I still eye rolled that scene. I'm not going to back down from that. I won't be bullied by you. I just felt the dude. You are making a lot of noise. It's going to be picked noise. up by the microphone. That's okay. But you know, I just think about how you like chastise other people, or when we are interviewing someone and they're tapping the table, and you just look at me. Again, it's because it's me. <laughs> the rules don't apply to Paul. Maybe exactly. I should just start like drumming on the table. Right. Just literally pull out sticks and just go to it. Um, other big scenes. Um, the Avengers Assemble. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Cap getting the uh, picking up Molinaire. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? I've always. I'm not sure. That's how I've heard it pronounced a lot lately. Okay. All I remember is um, Cat Denning from Thor calling it Mew Mew. Oh, you know, I, I saw a meme afterwards that said, uh, "What was it?" Uh, it said, "Thanks to Endgame." Fat Thor exists. I now have a cosplay costume. I love you 3000. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And uh, I, I mean, seriously, because I was talking to my wife about it. I could totally do that. Mm-hmm. I now could, I could actually go to a convention and cosplay thanks to this movie. And interestingly enough, you, you probably know that uh, Hemsworth fought to keep I Thor fat that. for the That's whole movie. Awesome. They wanted to have it come off, and he fought to keep it there. <clears throat> 
And I mean, I'm not saying that I want him to keep it in the next movie, um, but I wouldn't be upset if he did. I mean, it certainly fits the Viking profile more, mm-hmm. and it proved that it didn't matter if he was ripped or what his condition was, he was still the God of Thunder, and he was still able to do what he had to do. And I thought that was a pretty damn positive message. Yes, I was surprised, too, that when he powered up in the battle, that all of a sudden he wasn't just, like, Thor again. And I I was happy with that. I'm like, good, you know, that they stuck with that. Absolutely. um, I did like the fact that they put it up to Captain Marvel to get the... uh, the gauntlet over to Stark. I thought that was awesome. I also love the fact that they didn't make her the absolute savior throughout that movie. Yeah, you know, I was really surprised because we had assumed that the uh, outtake from the end of the last, uh, from our end of Captain Marvel, was a scene from that movie, and it didn't happen in that right. movie. She's just kind of there. I mean, I kind of, I kind of wish we had gotten to see that, see that first interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one, you know, backstory that I think they probably could have thrown in there. I, I would have been happy to sit there for three or four extra minutes just to get a little more of that. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Um, I was the whole movie. I'm like, is she going to come back? Because I, I didn't know how they were going to win. Right. And, yeah. You know, it wasn't. I mean, until that last moment between Strange and Stark, and then I realized the setup from the first movie. Doctor Strange knew that. A hundred percent of the time, and he didn't tell Stark. Because of the sacrifice it required. He knew mm-hmm. that he would have to be in the heat of battle to make that sacrifice. And if he told him, it wouldn't happen. Right. He'd try to find a way out of it, because that's what Tony Stark does. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was brilliant. That shows you that they definitely knew what they were doing. I mean, this this was meticulously planned out. And, I mean, it, it just, it, that's incredibly strong storytelling right it there. It was amazing. And just the look. Like, nothing had to be said where he just looks at him and says, wait. And I got it. As, as a, a viewer... That was six hours of movie suddenly snapping into place mm-hmm. for me, and and that is that yeah, that just made me tingly. Um, that shows you how well how how good of a job they did. That you know it didn't even have to be explained to me at that point. I instantly understood. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah that that one got me too. I don't I don't think that was a weepy part, but I was just like, <sighs> yeah, it suddenly all made sense mm-hmm. without any. Um, exposition or info dump i mean it, it right it, it was great movie making it, it was the the writers just taking the leap that these guys are gonna get it yeah yeah love that um i was i was so glad to see uh the rock dude come back oh yeah <laughs> with the video <laughs> gaming scene. yes thor has to take the mic and chastise the kid that was funny <laughs> There was a lot of really great, lighthearted moments in it. And I was surprised because this was a dark fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But there's... And can we talk about the rat? Okay. Like, this entire movie hinges on a rat walking across the equipment. Uh, okay, you lost me. I guess I, I might have missed that, or I don't... The reason that um, Scott got out of Oh, yeah, out. okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, and then that just that fits perfectly with Ant Man. It like, does. That's the kind of shit that happens to Skyline. <laughs> and how awesome does this set up the fact that we might get a Young Avengers now? Um, with who? Well, mean? Scott's daughter Cassie's older. Okay. Cassie in the comics grows up to become Stature, the the giant girl basically in in Young Avengers. Okay. At least before the snapping. Or the decimation, as they're calling it in the, the it, it, in world, um, Clint was clearly 
training his training family. his daughter. Yeah, yeah. So we could get our quote unquote Kate Bishop. Okay. So I mean, it looks to me like they could be building towards a young. I, Avengers. I don't think so. That that's Young Avengers is not going to fly. <clears throat> young Avengers is a uh, is a Disney Plus TV show. Maybe it's not a movie. And I think you're right. And I think that's why they're doing okay. the Hawkeye show. Okay, I'm totally okay with that. I just think that um, it can't be a marquee. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing: they're they're in a really difficult place right now because they they have achieved the greatest thing that a comic book movie has ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, where they go now is vitally important. And while I like I said, I don't think they can top this. The big thing is right now they they don't have a linchpin. I know people are saying they want Captain Marvel to be that linchpin. Um, whether or not she can do that, I don't know. Um, the character, yes, I think absolutely could, but Captain Marvel is a space-based hero mm-hmm. and that takes her away from earth a lot so while that works for her and maybe guardians which we're going to get one more movie probably that's probably all we're going to get out of guardians of the galaxy um things are supposed to spin out of that yeah uh, but i don't see them going fully space i know they've said they want to explore that side well, of the marvel universe yeah. yeah but you, you don't i mean captain marvel can't be really be um the Iron Man going forward. No. They kind of tied everything together and be out, you know, fighting the Kree or whatever. You know, it's it's not it's not going to work. And I really don't know what what's going to be that linchpin going forward because they've always had that. I mean, yeah, I mean, all the characters are great, but it was Iron Man that really everything tied to for the past 22 movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to find that, that linchpin, at least for the Earth-based stuff. They'll probably need a different one for the space-based stuff. And I know they're going to probably bring it all back together in a great way that makes perfect sense. Yes. We'll, we'll get the, the tie-in again. But from what I read months ago, the new plan is two distinct avenues. Okay. We're getting street level, and we're getting cosmic. Okay. And these are going to be just running concurrently. And I guess, like, I mean... Do we have Spider-Man as a linchpin going forward? We don't know that because they've got one more picture after this deal and Mm -hmm. nobody knows what's going to happen there. Right. Um, And, I mean, X-Men could be that linchpin, uh, but it's... I mean, we have an X-Men movie coming out next week that immediately upon release doesn't really matter. Right. You know, which... Will they want to release another X-Men movie so soon? And... Can they they make it the linchpin of the new Marvel universe going forward? I will say this: I thought about this a lot this week, and I think that while people will want to say they want to distance themselves from those characters and all that, you know what? I say they come out guns a blazing with a newly um, cast Wolverine and go right to right to the just about the original team, or as close as you can hew to that. Original and, is an original. F- Five or like the all new, all different, like Wolverine and I'm yeah, saying like the, cl- the the cl- the classic lineup. Okay, Beast, Wolverine, Iceman, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Angel. Yeah, Angel. I think they should hew really close to that. Um, the reason the reason being is that X Men has such a huge history, and it's hard to pick what movies or what storylines you're going to do. We're getting our second adaptation of Dark Phoenix in, you know. 15 19 years. years. 19 yeah. years. Um, first of all, they, they cannot touch a story they've already done. They have to no. stay. I don't yep. want, I don't want to see it anymore. Back yeah. away from it. Second of all, what they need to do, find a good reason to introduce them and say what they've been doing up, uh, up until this point, and then 
uh, stay away from uh, Days of Future Past, but do Sentinels because we never really got to see oh, Sentinels no, in the proper way. Good Sentinels. Yeah, they yeah. they need they I think they need to do that storyline, which that that's cool. the storyline that can pull them right into the universe proper, and then from there, I mean, look at all these Marvel movies we have. Not every single one, actually, most of them weren't directly stripped from a uh, a story. Right. No. You know, um, I think that they should write original stories for now. Um, five movies in, you want to start looking at some classic stuff, maybe even something you've touched on before, okay. But I think it needs to stay original. Uh, I think that if you're going to pull from comic book stories, get the other ones. I mean, have I... Correct me if I'm wrong, we have a ton of X-Men movies now. Um, we've never really done Mr. Sinister, have we? No, they hinted at it at the end of one of them. At the yeah. end of uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, it, th- that would be okay. Um, you've got the Morlocks. Uh, you, you've got a ton of stuff that they could adapt more directly, but stay away from what they've already done. Right. Uh, because I, I will tell you this, I don't care how good it is, I am not going to see another adaptation of the Dark Phoenix Saga for 20 years. Right, no, because if we've had it twice poorly, and I, I'm going off of the one we had so far, because that first one sucked. That was terrible. Yeah. Last Stand. This one, I don't know. I don't have much faith in it, because I haven't been really wowed by any of them since First Class. Okay. I take that back. No, Days, Days of, of Future, Future Past, Past was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, Apocalypse was horrible. I oh, mean, and Logan. Logan was amazing. Yeah. But I don't consider that an X-Men yeah. movie. If you're if you ever do adapt Days of Future Past, I think you have to adapt it more directly too. Mm-hmm. Get um, real cosmic with it, and yeah, yeah, you have to actually uh, honor the source material there. But yeah, I mean the the only the only way I can see for them forward right now is to throw the X Men in as the linchpin. Um, I mean, obviously you have Fantastic Four waiting in the wings, but I don't think that the audience really wants that yet. I don't think that the okay, it, it's not us. We're no. going to watch anything. They, yeah. The reason these movies make so much money is because they get the average people to go see them. I don't think anybody, average people, want to go see Fantastic Four again. Not after that last shit show. Yeah. You know, I actually liked that movie. It, if it hadn't been called Fantastic Four, it would have been great. If it was just a sci-fi movie? Yeah. yeah. That would probably be way better. But because it was the characters that we know and what they did to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's tough. They, they have these two great characters back, and it's kind of like, but they can't really push them forward. Our existing character, Spider-Man, is two in flux. Doctor Strange is awesome, but he's not going to tie the fucking universe together. He's never... I mean, even no. though he ties the universe together, literally, yeah. um, it, that's not who the character is or has ever been. Right. And and the thing is, is I mean, I, he wasn't even in the equation. Like, we're sitting here talking about that, and I didn't even think about Doctor Strange at all. You, you know what would work? And here's where things get sketchy with deals with Netflix and all that. Um daredevil oh my god it would be so great and and i don't think they've done anything with daredevil that they couldn't bring charlie cox back and no, I would continue love to see him back yeah, he was amazing yeah and and that that's and, and it's such a long shot that it would happen but right now i feel like he's the only character that could take the place of tony stark at a earth level street level like legit street level yes not like pseudo street level with some of these guys who like hang with gods yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see, like, a Marvel Knights, like, run. Where you get all those guys. I mean, and I'm also biased because that means we bring in my boy Moon Knight. But. But, I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, I know they're, they're making Eternals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of. They, 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 the I face. Don't, right I don't even know who I'm the making. fuck that is. It's a Jack everything. That's all I know. And then it's technically where they pulled Thanos from. 
Thanos? Yeah. Why have you not corrected me in all these years? Every time I call him Thanos, apparently it's Thanos. I don't know, because you do what you want, whether I show you you're wrong or not. So what's the point? <laughs> like, I was listening to an interview with uh, Jim Starlin, and he's saying it. And I'm like, well, he created the guy, so... Yeah. I've been saying this wrong for like 30 years. Where Where's everybody been on that one? I've always called him Thanos, but, you know, yeah, whatever. I screw that one up. It's a pretend name for a pretend character. It wasn't He's not pretend. Play. We watch movies with him. We've seen him. <laughs> it's just weird that he sounds exactly like Cable. I don't know why. <laughs> oh. uh, anything else you want to touch on about... Um, Endgame, no, but um, I will use this to segue, uh, since we've talked about the X-Men movies, uh, and segue into um, the Picard series that's nice. coming up. Now, have, have you watched the trailer yet? I have not. I didn't even know there was a trailer. There's a trailer now. Now, here's the interesting thing. I am incredibly excited for this. Um, if for those of you who don't know, um, Star Trek is a very exciting place right now. We have um, the second excellent season of Discovery, which actually brought in Captain Christopher Pike, and uh, who is the original uh, captain of the Enterprise. Played by Anson Mount, right? Yes, Who correct. was Black Bolt for that very forgettable... Yep. Um, I actually liked that. I, liked I watched that. one episode. I couldn't even go again. I watched the whole thing. I liked it. Did um, it get better? It did, I, but, but it was never great, but the characters were really good. I liked the characters. I was really disturbed by the whole shaving of Medusa's head that came off as, like, really rapey. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was uncomfortable. And but, I was very but, upset that they should have But it was done by Ramsey Bolton, so, I mean, okay, it was okay. Point. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I was, t- that, that was completely in character. <laughs> um... But um, you said discover yeah. Just the last season of Discovery was great, and they 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 did such a good job that people really want to see a Captain Pike. Um, they want to see a show based on that, his nice. time in the Enterprise. And I, I will tell you, they made him far more heroic than Captain Kirk ever was. And for, with one little thing, uh, if you know your Star Trek, you know the original series pilot was um, originally made with um, it was uh, Jerem something Jeffries. I forget his name now. But the the first episode was Captain Pike. Mr. Spock was still the, the science officer. And NBC said, we like it, but we want to make it a bit more like a Western. And that's when they recast it and they brought you know William Shatner in. They made it a little more exciting. And then they reused all of that footage and did an episode um, years down, down the road um, where it was a two-part episode. And basically the idea was that Captain Pike had been injured and he was all burnt up and he was in this machine. And all he could do was... You know, the only th- thing he could do was, like, was there was a light for yes and a light for no on his on his casing. Now, the funny thing about that is they're in like the 23rd century or whatever, and even if he's all fucked up, all they can give him is yes and no. Really? <laughs> right. I mean, come on. They can dematerialize people in one place and rematerialize them in another. But anyway, the idea was that the planet that they had discovered in that pilot, they, they used that as like flashbacks. They were showing what happened. And it because of that planet, it was a place where you know fantasy be- could become reality, mm-hmm. uh, where you could be be something. And the idea was Spock wanted to get his old captain back to this planet, even though it was off limits. By it was like the only planet in the Federation where you know you could get the death penalty for going there because of what they discovered in that original pilot. So they took that original pilot that was never shown as it having actually happened, and then told the story in flashbacks as Spock was on trial for trying to bring his captain back there. And it's because he wanted him to have a good life and no longer be like disabled and stuff. It was a great story. Anyway, uh, in Discovery's last season, um, we discover that Pike is shown this future. He's shown what happens to him, 
how he gets all, all messed up, not in complete detail, and then he immediately has to do something, which it really seems like is going to be the accident. It, it looks like that's the accident that's going to put him there, mm-hmm. and he does it anyway because it has to be done. It's the right thing to do, and he comes off. Now, it, that wasn't it. It's something in his future, but it came off as incredibly heroic. Nice. Um, they did a great job. We have a Section 31 series in development with Michelle Yeoh. We have two animated series, one for Nickelodeon. Yeah, one's supposed uh, to be like a comedy, right? Yeah, well, one's for kids, and one is uh, like called Lower Decks, and it's about the uh, the unimportant people on a starship. I think that's going to be great. Uh, and we have Picard. Now, the idea behind Picard is um, Captain Picard, the same number of years have passed since the end of Next Generation. So I think it's like 20 years or something. Um, and he's in not in a great place. He's very disillusioned. We don't know details about what it is. Um, but it's going to be a story about, you know, a man in the twilight of his years. I mean, he's going to be pushing 80 or 90 in this, in this show. And uh, it, it's basically about, you know, somebody who has been disillusioned and maybe how they they get that back i don't know the details are sparse but they finally released a trailer now here's the thing this trailer it starts off there's a voiceover which sounds like someone interviewing someone you were there at that battle you it was a turning point for the federation blah 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 what would make you resign from starfleet there, no, you don't hear his voice it's somebody else interviewing there is it, while this is going on, you see Boots walking through what looks like a field, and then it backs up, and you can see great vines. Because, you know, the Picard uh, wine, I mean, that's a thing. You know, his uh, family's vineyards, he's obviously retired and, you know, growing grapes. You don't see him. You see a figure walking. You see vines being watered, all this stuff. It's sunny and all that. At the very end, it just shows, you know, um, Captain Picard's face. And then it just goes to Picard. Here's the thing. As I'm watching this, I don't want to pick on it because I'm excited for it. If you had cut out the voiceover, you could have grabbed the audio from a Valtrex commercial and threw it on there <laughs> because it was all sunny, happy, things like that. Because, you know, I, I realized if you're doing a commercial about beer, what do you do? You show people drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Doing a commercial about hamburgers, you show people eating hamburgers. When you do a, sh- uh, a commercial about a herpes medication, you don't show a big penis with spots on it. You can't. So you have to show the complete opposite of all that stuff. <laughs> kids playing with their parents in parks, even though, you know, kids should not be getting your herpes anyway. Why are those things mixed up? I don't know. Those commercials make no sense. But as I'm watching this, I'm like, this gave me nothing at all. It, it could have been Valtrex, blah, blah, blah. Do the things that you love. And at the end, um, Patrick Stewart shows up and says, Captain Picard says, wear a rubber. I mean, I mean, that's what it could have been. Um, it was very, very strange teaser. Uh, I, I know that there, it really is just a teaser. They just started filming, but I wish they'd given us more. But I'm really excited about that. Nice. You're looking at my list. Do I need to blast through my list, Paul? Um, I don't know. I've only got one more thing before we get. In, well, well, I did book recommendations, but I don't know if you had any either. I, I actually haven't read a comic book in weeks. <clears throat> I've been too busy. Mine's mine's old anyway. Yeah. Symbiote, Symbiote Spider-Man number one. Okay. I think it's a new ongoing, but it all takes place like when Eddie Brock lost the the stuff back to him. Lost uh, the stuff back lost, to him? Lost the symbiote for a while, and it went back to Peter. That's okay. my understanding. It's a gray area of when it takes place, but it's definitely like a set time period. And it's going to be a, a Mysterio storyline first. First okay. epi- issue was really good. All right. Um check it out if you haven't issue three is about to come out and i know they're going into the second rot, uh, second printing of issue one okay very cool story you know there's too many spider-man books right now there's a lot yeah there's a lot going on especially with idw doing all the the 
kid themed stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't keep track of that. Um, no, I haven't read uh, any comic books lately, but I am excited about um, some TV stuff. Uh, I mean, we've. I mean, you know, this Sunday, you know, you got to get ready because it's time for the Good Walking Dead show to come back. Is there one? I hope this next season's better. Of fear, I, I got what? a little bored with the last one. Did you actually watch it? Yeah. Okay, I don't know how you can get bored with it. I think it's way better than the regular show. I was bored with it. Well, I mean, that comes back this Sunday at 9 uh, p.m. on AMC, but also following that, I'm kind of excited to see Nosferatu. Now, I heard about this. Yeah, now this is a book written by Joe Hill. Now, those of you who don't know Joe Hill, he's actually the son of Stephen King. Uh, I was uh, looking him up last night, and he says that he changed his name because he, did, he wanted to see if he could make it on his own without his dad's name attached, and apparently he actually was able to keep it secret for quite a while mm-hmm. um so he, he's earned his merits here personally i don't think that's the reason i think the reason that he did that you know what his name would be if he hadn't given himself a different last name joking joking yeah joking i mean who, who's gonna live with that he probably got picked on at school for that oh i'm sure um, but I mean, I've seen some uh, pre- some of the previews look kind of ass. Some of them look uh, pretty good, actually. They, they've gone back and forth in quality. Uh, but I can't wait to see it. I'm curious about it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, this Sunday at 10, uh, 10 p.m. on AMC, nice. which means PBR. Talking Dead is being pushed ahead an hour again. I fucking hate that because <laughs> I have to watch it the next day. We can't stay right, up that late. And and you know, half the time when we have to watch Talking Dead the next day, we end up not watching it. Right, because then it's. I mean, it's. You lead into that for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean? So. You know what you do, AMC? Instead of showing a repeat of last week's Walking Dead, show Nosferatu at 8, Walking Dead at 9, Talking Dead at 10. Right. But I also understand why they're playing it after. I mean, what difference... They're, they're trying to keep the audience for a new show. Yeah, I, I guess so. But they, they do, do the same thing with Into the Badlands. and yeah. uh, you, know, you know what? I mean, I just refuse to watch that because it, it got in, in the way of my TV viewing so right. much. I'm like, I'm told this is a great show, but I'm not going to watch it because... You, keep fucking with my Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I never tried that one either. I was like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, I'm never going to watch it. Yeah, apparently it's pretty good. That's what I hear. Um, I am interested about um, Guardians of the Galaxy annual one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because Darkhawk and Nova are in it. We're okay. gonna, apparently something happened in the new Guardian series where a bunch of the heroes got sucked into a black hole, and this is going to explain what happened while they were there, and they just got me with what the characters were. It's Nova, Quasar... Um, Dark Hawk and Adam Warlock. So that's definitely a buy for me. Okay. So definitely not a buy for me. No, you're not a cosmic guy. I don't. It was just funny because I like space shit, but I, I never, I never learned those heroes when I was younger. And right. uh, it, it, that Marvel cosmic is, I think it's notoriously difficult to jump into if you're not already a if fan. If you haven't been there, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I like the whole exclusive club. Of us little nerds. You, you, you like to feel like you're special. I am special. Yeah, dude, I, I've Until been part of a more exclusive club than you my entire Blue life. Nonsense. Yeah. So. Uh, I saw there's a bunch of new Big Finish stuff coming out this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're uh, doing um, a series with um, David Tennant and Donna... Well, David Tennant and um, Donna Noble's the name of the character. Um, I can't remember her name, but... Yeah, they've been going back now, and they, they've done a... They've done uh, the, the 10th Doctor and Rose. The, uh, I think they did uh, 10 and uh, Martha. They're doing 10 and Donna now. But basically, um, Big Finish was always for past, past classic Doctors. They're now mm-hmm. starting to do current Doctors. I, I shouldn't say current, but current as of the yeah. uh, the revival of yeah. the show, uh, which is actually cool because, I mean, whether you like where Doctor Who's going right now, being able to listen to David Tennant slip back into the role, and I have listened to uh, the, the first 
the first ones with um, Billy Piper playing Rose. And yeah, it's great. It's like Lost episodes. Nice. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to them doing that with all of the, the living Doctors. And, and they'll all come around eventually, except for Christopher Eccleston. Oh, yeah? He won't come back to it? No. He, he didn't come back for the 50th anniversary. They had oh. the part written for him. He, he doesn't want to come back. No shit. Yeah. I mean, he should probably find something to do. I, I think he feels he's doing well. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to diss the guy. Apparently he had some issues with... Uh, the, the showrunners there yeah. no it's never been really detailed as to what it was but it, it was not a good experience for him that sucks yeah and uh, well it does suck because his doctor had so much potential and I, I mean it's i would say it's arguable that he could have been the most mainstream doctor that ended up being david Tennant because he left but he was the only one that actually had been in feature films you know mm-hmm. he was a somewhat known quantity at that point um he, he could have i mean it could have been a huge thing, even for him, if he'd stayed with it. He could have done a five-year run and might have been known as one of the best doctors. Nice. But if he had, I mean, we would have missed out on me. What came next was great. Yeah. Yeah, I still haven't watched any of it. So yeah, most of what you're talking over, I just try to keep up. Yeah, you, Paul, you, you just you don't know what you're missing, man. I think I watched a Christmas episode once. See, you can't just watch an episode of Doctor Who. No, no, it's it's like another one, like Marvel Cosmic. You can't just drop into it. I mean, you you can if you understand the the premise. the The issue with new Doctor Who is that I I think maybe it's getting better in that way. But you still, I mean, there's a lot of backstory there. Mm -hmm. It's it's not. um, It'd be like somebody watching um, Endgame without watching Infinity Wars first. You know, uh, but maybe not to that degree. It's not that complicated. But if you just drop into an episode, someone who knows nothing about Doctor Who, what's with the blue box? Right. You know, what's what's with a sonic screwdriver? Wait, why are those salt shakers saying they're going to exterminate people? I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's really tough. But I, like I tell everybody, I mean, I think they're. I mean, they were all on Netflix. Maybe they're on Amazon now. That shit moves around. But start with a new series. Forget the old series. Forget right, the. Just the, start with your, what you want to start with basically well well, no i would say start with the new series with the the first episode and go from there because that with the the female doctor no no with the the we have classic doctor who and then we have the revival that started in 2005 start in 2005 forget all the old stuff okay they'll tell they'll tell you whatever you need to know um the old stuff is even painful for me to watch sometime i love it because that's all i had for a long time but um, I wouldn't put somebody through that. I mean, when I when I introduced uh, Damara to it, I started it two thousand five. Nice, and and that really sets the stage. I mean, as a classic Doctor Who Who viewer, the first ten seconds of that episode, I immediately knew this was a different thing. I mean, I mean, right from the cinematography, the the approach they took to filming, everything about it was so different than what came before it. And, I mean, it immediately made me excited. Now, you might watch and be like, oh, that's interesting. But having come from how bad original Doctor Who was to this slickly produced, well-filmed first 10 seconds of the show uh, that's completely different from anything that happened in the previous 50 years, uh, I I was like, wow, this is going to be good. And it was. Very cool. You don't care. No, I do care. I'm trying to figure out if if I'm going to actually go back and do that. Well, you should. I, sure. I think I think you'd actually. I think you you would be pleasantly surprised at how much you actually like it. And here's the bigger part: it's a show you can watch with your family. Right. Yeah, which is unusual these days because most of the yeah. stuff I watch, we exactly kids are not involved in. No, <laughs> uh, except for Harry Potter. That's oh, there's only so many of those. Aren't you sick of watching Harry Potter movies? Uh, we have two left to do, I think, and we'll be finished. 
but I, I segue into Harry Potter for a reason. Okay. Um, so we discussed like how I went overboard when we first did this with Harry Potter, right? I did the wands and the and the letters and stuff for the kids and maybe I actually I don't think so. Okay. Well, when they became interested in it, I did what I always do and went, you know, to eleven. Yeah. Um, got them fake wands. Uh, and it was right after Halloween, so costumes were on clearance, so I found two, like, $5, like, legit Harry Potter robes, made them each these little care packages. We did, um, I made butterbeer, and there were, there were letters from Hogwarts welcoming them to this stuff, and, you know, all that. Yeah. Oh, and they had spell books. I made spell books, too. <clears throat> that was fun. Um, and so Madison ate it up, got into the whole thing heavily. To the point that um, we got a text message the other day from Madison's teacher. And Kristen forwarded it to me. I'm going to read you what it said. Okay. Madison informed us she won't be at Elmcrest for fifth grade. She will be attending Hogwarts School of <laughs> Witchcrafts and Wizardry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so I, I have to figure a way out of this now. Because uh, she really thinks she's packing her shit and going to London in two years. <clears throat> so I have to... By by this time next year, like if she's still living in that world, um, I have to I have to find a way to break that to her. I don't know if it's gonna be oh Hogwarts burned down, sorry or what, but yeah, that's that that was. I'm my sorry, other, they yeah. sent us a new letter and said they were wrong, and you're actually a muggle. Right. Well, I was trying to drop those seeds this morning, and she's like, no, no, that's nope, that's just not the case. No, like that. <clears throat> you did it to yourself, Paul. I did. I did, and it's been a hilarious run so far. <laughs> um, she is dying to go back down to Florida, though, so we can do all the Harry Potter stuff at Universal. Of course. Yeah, because she sees all that shit on YouTube now. And you'll make that happen so that you can go to Star Wars Land. Exactly, but probably a year from now, because no way I'm getting near that. You might want to wait till the rest of the park actually opens, because the reviews I read say uh, it really feels unfinished. Like, what's there is incredible, but it feels like there was supposed to be more. And, of course, there is, because the second ride is still closed. And oh, really? apparently that second ride takes up half of the park. Yeah. Wow. Maybe not literally, but all the stuff that leads to it, because everything's connected. So they mm -hmm. said it really it feels very strange, like, like it's unfinished. Interesting. And that's the one in California, right? Because the one in Florida isn't open yet. That that comes in the fall. Um, I honestly don't know. I oh. just re I read an article because I figured you'd be talking about it, and I was trying to prep myself. I didn't check for what state it was in. Yeah, uh, I know that the the one in California just opened. Yeah, so that's, that's got to be it. that one. Interesting. Um, all I have left on my list is the WTF. So well, then I would like to do a little uh, PSA. Um, I'm a little irritated, Paul. I mean, I've been irritated a lot this episode, actually. But, um, you notice the shirt I'm wearing? Yes, purple tie-dye. Yeah, it matches your do-rag. It's a little different than, than what you normally see me in. Actually, I'm pretty sure I saw that in the pictures at, uh, You did, because, because right before our trip, we were looking for our clothes. And it's tough for me to shop because I'm a big guy. Um, and I found, you know, Walmart never seems to have, like, 4X shirts, which is what I wear. Mm -hmm. uh, which, it actually always bothers me, because I, I don't really need 4X up top i just need need a longer shirt and i discovered this new line of shirts from their line george which is mm -hmm. their brand name and they had these great looking tie-dye they're three x's 
wearing a 3x but it's long enough that it covers my stomach uh and you get you know, it's great I, they're so comfortable too they're so soft i'm not going to have you touch my shirt but even Thank my you. wife yesterday uh, touched me she's like oh those are so soft um so i bought three of them mm-hmm. for our trip because i wanted to be comfortable and i'm like when we get back and we get all our bills settled and everything i'm going to go and i'm going to grab like a shirt a week uh because like for for the t-shirts usually i buy the uh, fruit of the loom ones they they release them at the beginning of summer and you have to grab all the four four x's you can because they're immediately gone right so i always grab like five or six shirts uh so that i have them for the rest of the year and i'm so pissed off i went to walmart yesterday i'm prepared to buy another shirt i look through the entire thing there is not a single three x at all there in the rack we're going to go to a different walmart next week but this always happens and i figured it out there's some other fat guy who's beating you to it yeah who's going to the all the walmarts and buying every single large the largest shirts they have buying all of them and i'm i'm in my brain i'm gonna say it's one guy it's one person it's not a bunch of fat people it's one motherfucker who's doing this and if i find him and if you're listening fucking beware i am going to take every shirt he bought i am going to tie it into tie-dye knots dip them in hot sauce and shove them right up his ass because he can leave a couple shirts for the rest of us and that's all i have to say about that I was trying not to step on your rant. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> it's hard to dress when you're this size, okay? I was so excited about this. <laughs> you get a lift, Paul? I'll be alright. Yeah, okay. But that does suck. I, I, I'm sorry for your pain. I can't pull off tie-dye. I don't like tie-dye. It doesn't matter what it's on here as long as it fits. I mean, right. that's really my thing. I, I don't want to be sitting here like this. <laughs> Having the belly shirt on. There you go. <sighs> Was that, that the end of your list, that, too? That's all I've got today, Paul. <clears throat> okay. Now, I texted you about this the other day. Well, you didn't tell me anything, though. No, that was there, there's a reason for that. Um, so this is my WTF, and then we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. <sighs> Let me tell you a story. Okay. So I'm taking a stroll during lunch the other day, right? Taking in the sights and sounds that downtown has to offer. Okay, outside of the comic shop. Anyway, I'm walking down Fayette Street towards Clinton. Coming at me were a pair of women. Both of them were pretty attractive. Tall blonde in a skirt, short brunette, and leather, you know, tall fuck-me boots. Okay. You know the kind I mean. I kind of dig those, so I was checking out the view on the slide, trying not to make it too obvious. We're closing the gap between us right near Resurrected Tattoo, and I step off to the right just enough to let them by, and it happens. Brickwork slopes significantly down towards the street in that area. (laughs) My foot drops right there, and I lose my footing violently. Pitch sideways and tumble into the street. (laughs) Let me repeat that. I fall into the street. One more time for the people in the cheap seats. I fucking fall into the street. Bite it hard, roll my fat ass into the street, and thank God no cars were coming, but holy fuck, <laughs> what a commotion. I recovered quickly, but seriously, what the fuck? Wow, that that could have been the end of you. Yes. Yeah, I, I inherit all of the podcast equipment, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> if you're going to be that clumsy, i got to make sure that's all taken care of. And I mean, I literally, like, I got up, I dumped myself off, rounded the corner, and then I texted you. Did, um, 
was there any reaction from anybody around? No, because the girl's like hustled. Like, like you know how it is if something like weird and awkward happens, you get the fuck out of there. A guy falls down and they get out of there. Oh they my god, gone. he might ask us to help him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just pantomimed the flash run. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. So that's, that's what you get for being a, a lecher. Yeah, well, on that note, megabyte me, bitches. This has been a GeekPod Network production. Show notes and links to our social media can be found on our webpage, www.geekpod.com. That's G33KPOD.com. Want to help us out? Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Reviews really help keep us on the charts. Thanks, guys, and see you next time.